Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm Michael Jakes, and welcome to the Sunday Sermon Series, A Word for Your Heart and for Your Soul. We pray that all is well with you once again on the Lord's Day. Amen. Today, we are beginning a brand new series entitled That Good Part, and we're going to be looking at and learning uh, about the value and necessity of sitting at Jesus' feet. Just what does that mean and what does it entail? Amen. We're going to get into it uh, in these next several weeks. So we pray that you'll be able to stay with us. Uh, we are streaming right now over Facebook and YouTube, and we pray that you will share out this page and others also uh, may be blessed. Amen. This is That's the Word Ministries, if I didn't say it, and I didn't. Uh, we are a ministry dedicated to uh, the propagation and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us at our website on that's the word.org. And also you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, which is that's the word ministries. And hopefully you can become a subscriber to our channel. Amen. With all that said, uh, we are ready to get into the word of God, but first it's going to be a word of prayer and this. We are back. Just want to say uh, good morning to all of those watching right now. Uh, thank you for being with us. And once again, shout out to all of those who do listen to us uh, on Spreaker.com from across the United States and even around the world. We see you and we thank you for your support. Amen. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Lord, we bless your name once again this morning, and we thank you for giving us this uh, opportunity uh, to open up your word. Lord, we don't know where we would be without you, uh, but Lord, it would not be in a good place. Lord, we thank you that you've given us this, this your word, and Lord, we pray that we thank you, Lord, uh, that you have 
uh, giving us your salvation most of all. Uh, Lord, we pray that for the next few moments that you will be with us. Lead us and guide us into your truth, Lord. We don't want to hear from anyone or anything except you. Lord, we pray that you will be with us. Lead us and guide us and draw those who need to hear these words today to this place on the World Wide Web. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This morning, as we uh, begin, I want to take you to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 10. Luke chapter number 10. And we're going to be reading a familiar story uh, from the ministry of Jesus. Luke chapter number 10. And we're going to start reading uh, in verse uh, number 38. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse number 38. Amen. Says now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are, you are careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Just for a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you on the subject entitled, That One Thing. That one thing, amen? And we need that one thing in our lives. And many others in scripture have spoken about that one thing, amen, uh, that is necessary, amen? And they're all interrelated. You see, this thing that we call, uh, this this one thing uh, uh, is a multi-layered dynamic, amen? And as I said, many others have shared these words one thing. And we're going to see what all of it has to do with and what all of it means. Amen. Here we see as we begin uh, in this story uh, that Jesus had come uh, and he was invited to the house of, of Martha, Mary and Martha. They were sisters. They were living together. And uh, it says here in verse number 39 that Mary sat at Jesus' feet. She sat at Jesus' feet. And what did she do there? She heard his word. In other words, Jesus was speaking. There's something that happens when, G when we find ourselves at the feet of Jesus. Amen. You put yourself, you put yourself in position to hear his word when you place yourself at his feet. Amen. There is a there is a presence. There is a closeness. Uh, there is a there is a fellowship at the feet of Jesus uh, that cannot be accomplished uh, in another way. At the feet of Jesus, uh, put you in such a place where the Bible says in the Book of Psalms uh, that my soul follows hard after you, and placing yourself at the feet of Jesus, find yourself hard or close after Jesus. Amen. And that's the place where we want to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. And as we're going to find out, 
on the next few weeks. Uh, it, it's once again, it's a multi-layered, powerful uh, dynamic uh, that involves several different things. And there will be several wonderful results from sitting at uh, Jesus' feet. Amen. But here, as she sat at Jesus' feet, scripture says here that she heard his word, implying that Jesus had some things that he needed to speak to her about. Amen. This uh, a Christian life is about hearing the words of Jesus. Amen. It's so much about hearing him uh, with all the voices that surround us on a daily basis, with all of the messages that bombard us wherever we go. We have a unique, uh, we have a unique uh, uh, opportunity when we sit at Jesus' feet to hear his word, amen, to muffle out and block out everyone else's voice. Here I am, Jesus. I present myself to you. I am at your feet. I will listen. I will hear with a mind to obey. I am here, Lord. Uh, we see um, in the Old Testament, we see uh, the story of the young man uh, who heard Jesus' voice. Three times he heard his voice, and at the end of hearing his voice, he was instructed that the next time uh, that you hear uh, the Lord's voice, say, here I am, here I am, Lord, and, and, and I will obey. And that's what happens when we find ourselves at Jesus' feet. We place ourselves in a unique position, not just to hear his word, but to obey his word, amen? But it goes on in verse number 40. It says, but Mary was cumbered about much serving. Let's stop right there. She was cumbered about. She was concerned. Uh, she was burdened with, and she was distracted. You see, she was trying in her efforts to make things right for Jesus, uh, in her efforts to, in her efforts to make things presentable to Jesus. Uh, she found herself distracted. Uh, she found herself uh, diverted. Uh, she found herself disturbed. And she even found herself uh, uh, doubting. And this is, these are just a few of the things uh, that will happen when we find ourselves carried away by life's necessities. Notice I say necessities, by the things in life that we, that we need to do, by the things in life uh, that we are responsible uh, for, we can yet be pulled out of our place, which is at the feet of Jesus. Amen. We have things and people and, and all sorts of things just, just pulling at us from every direction. And we need to be at the feet of Jesus. See, sitting at the feet of Jesus uh, is a lifestyle. It's not just a one-time thing. It is something that we do. As we've just come off of a series uh, talking about prayer, and we talked about praying without ceasing. We need to be in that attitude of prayer at all times. The same way we're sitting at Jesus' feet. It is an attitude. It is a mindset. It is a lifestyle. We need to constantly find ourselves at the feet of Jesus throughout the day. Throughout the day, you can find yourself in uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus throughout the day. You say, how can I be at the feet of Jesus uh, during the day? Uh, once again, it's a matter of 
hearing his word and obeying his word. You put yourself in position to hear him. Lord, I want to know what you want me to do. In any given situation, you need to hear the Lord. We need not to jump ahead and do things uh, that are out of order. Lord, what do you have to say? Amen. And the spirit, once again, his spirit will speak to us, inform us, communicate with us and to us, lead us, guide us and direct us throughout our day. I'm sitting at his feet. Lord, I'm here. I'm ready. Whatever you have to say, I'm here to listen. Amen. And I'm here to obey. She's, the Bible says here that, continuing in verse number 40, and came to him, Martha was coming about, much serving, and came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? See, there's, there's that doubt. Lord, I, I don't, Lord, Lord, what's happening? What's happening? There's so much going on, and, and, and I don't see you. She didn't see him because she wasn't at his feet. She was not front and center. That is why she could not uh, see him. That is why she was unsure if Jesus cared because she had placed herself apart from him. You see, we have to, once again, position ourselves to hear from him, position ourselves uh, to receive his word. Uh, Martha was not sure of any of these things. She had, she had displaced herself, amen? Put herself out of position to hear from the Lord. Came to him and said, Lord, do you not care? that my sister has left me to serve alone. You see, this is another disability of placing yourself out of range to hear from Jesus, amen? What is that? She thought that she was by herself. She thought that she was the only one who was doing something. She had that sort of that Elijah syndrome that we read about in the book of First Kings, I am the only one uh, that Elijah uh, told God. I I'm the only one. And Jesus had to tell her, Jesus, rather the Lord uh, had to tell uh, Elijah that I have other prophets. I have 400 other, 450 other prophets that have not bowed uh, the knee. I don't have, know if I have that number right, but he said that I have other prophets who have not bowed the knee uh, to Baal. Amen. And so she's not alone. She's not alone. She's, she's in this case, she's caused herself to be alone. She's placed, once again, she's placed herself out of range to hear from him. Uh, when I was teaching, when I was teaching children uh, several years ago, many years ago at, at this point, uh, well, not too many years ago, but when I was teaching children, we used to do a lot of illustrations. And one illustration uh, that we used to do from time to time, uh, if you take an old uh, and I don't know how many, how many of you remember these, but a transistor radio. I'm talking about the old transistor radios with the dials and 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 with the antenna that you had to pull up. Uh, we turned it on, and you can hear it. There's the transistor radio. It, it's working. It's fine. Uh, it's not plugged in. It's just battery operated, uh, and it and it's playing fine. But if you take a piece of aluminum foil, aluminum foil, regular aluminum foil, and you wrap it around. Just wrap it around once around that transistor radio. It will, it, you won't hear anything. Not that it's muffled, but the aluminum effectively uh, stops the transmission of the signal that is coming to that radio that makes it work. 
And in the same way, in the very same way, uh, there are things in this world uh, that if we if we don't do things right, placing ourselves at the feet of Jesus, there are things in this world that will come and shield and stop us from hearing his voice. In Mary's case, it was her busyness. It was her much doing of things that was causing her to be out of range to hear from the Lord. And this is why she was unsure if the Lord heard her or not. I'm alone. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And this is when Jesus had to put the brakes on this entire situation. And he begins to speak. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, watch out. That is that double. When when Jesus calls somebody by their name twice, he's about to he about he's about to lay down something. Martha, Martha, you are careful. In other words, you are concerned. You're very concerned and troubled about many things. Jesus has, has seen the situation. He hears her words. He 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 sees what she's dealing, what she's going through, and he says. This is this is what is taking place. You are concerned and you you are you are troubled about many things, indicating that this was this was not a one-time event for Martha, indicating that she was careful and troubled about other things also. Amen. But one thing is needful. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. She has chosen to sit at my feet and hear my word. And I'm not, I'm not going to take that away. This is where she belongs. Amen. This is where she needs to be. This is where you need to be at his feet. Now, it's not saying she wasn't, listen, Mary wasn't doing anything wrong by trying to do the things that she was doing. But once again, she had become overwhelmed by it and it changed her perception and it changed her attitude, amen? I'm the only one, I'm alone. Tell her to help me out. Her attitude had become a little contorted, amen? She wasn't seeing things. She wasn't perceiving things as they were. We talked about the fact that she was disturbed, uh, that she was doubting, and she was dis. And I can even see her in my mind's eye as being disordered and disheveled. Oh my goodness, what this goes here and, and no, no, unnecessary, unnecessary. Jesus says, "Calm down, calm down." He says, "Listen, she has chosen that good part." sitting at my feet, and that will not be taken away from her. Now, as we've said, this, this matter of, of sitting at Jesus' feet, this matter of that one thing is needful, is a multi-layered dynamic, and, and there have been others in Scripture that have spoken about this one thing. Amen. Uh, we see in the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, uh, none other than the, uh, than the psalmist David in Psalm 27 and verse number four, he spoke about uh, one thing. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord. He said, one thing 
One thing, that one thing, that one thing have I desired from the Lord. That will I seek after. He's going to seek after that one thing. He said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's the one thing that I want in my life. Amen. And I'm going to seek after this. I want to be in his house. I want to be in his presence, David says, all the days of my life to behold his beauty and inquire in his temple to reach out to him, to seek his face. This is what I desire. This is what we ought to desire. One of the things that we should desire for our lives. Amen. And once again, it's a multi-pronged, multi-dimensional multi dynamic. This one thing. It's comprised of several components, this one thing. Amen. And so that's important uh, to remember. Very important to remember when we speak about uh, when we speak about that uh, one uh, thing. Now we continue uh, in the book of uh, in the book of in the book of Philippians. Philippians. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul also uh, had some words to speak about this uh, one thing. Amen. Uh, rather, before we go to the to, to Paul, let me go to uh, John nine. John 9 and 25, John 9, 25, and none other than a blind man, a blind man in John chapter 9 and verse number 25, uh, he had just received his sight and they were giving him the third degree, the scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus had, had, had healed him and listen, he just, the, the man who was healed of his blindness was now a bystander watching what was taking place. He was being interrogated. And all and when he what he says in verse number 25, he answered and said, Listen, listen. He says, whether he be a sinner, talking about Jesus, because they accused Jesus of being a sinner because he healed on the Sabbath. He says, Listen, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But he says, one thing I know, I know. See, we gotta know some things. He says, one thing I know. That whereas I was blind, and now I see. Hey, he says, now I see. There was a point in my life when I could not see. And listen, that is that is the testimony of each and every one of us who are saved and born again and living for the Lord. There was a point in our lives when we were blind, but now we can see. Amazing grace. <laughs> How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And so we thank the Lord. We praise him for what he has done uh, in our hearts and in our lives. One thing I know is I know it. See, there's an assurance uh, that we know that what he has done for us. Amen. I was blind. That's past tense. I can see. I can see. Amen. That one thing, you see, when we talk about this, this multi-layered and multi-dimensional uh, dimensional dynamic uh, about this one thing, we need to we need to be very sure that we know. Amen. That we know. Amen. Finally, 
uh, in the book of Philippians, uh, we see uh, the great Apostle Paul, uh, the great Apostle Paul in uh, Philippians chapter number three, Philippians chapter number three, and starting in verse number 13, uh, it says, brethren, once again, Paul speaking, he says, I count, I count not myself to have apprehended, okay? And what he says, I'm not, I have not arrived. None of us can say that we have arrived. None of us can say that we are sinless. There is no sinless perfection in Christ. There is no graduating class in Christianity. No, no, no. We are yet on a road. We are yet uh, trying to make it through, forge ahead. Amen. He says, he says, listen, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, he says, one thing I do. The blind man says, one thing I know. David says, one thing I've desired. Paul says, one thing I do. He says, forgetting, forgetting those things which are behind. Amen. And reaching forth to those things which are before. Amen. Uh, listen, when you try to reach back into my past and try to figure out who I was, and try to bring up my past and all the things that I may have been guilty of way back in those days. And you go and try to throw them back at me now. Listen, it's like you. It's like somebody trying to break in uh, to my old apartment. I'm not there anymore. I'm, I'm gone. I don't live there anymore. Okay. So that's very important that we understand. Here's what he says. He says he's forgetting those things that are behind. Listen, the enemy, the devil, he wants to take your old self and place it in the presence. He wants he wants to bring he wants he wants you to drag your past into your present that and all of that will affect your days ahead, your future. Don't allow the enemy to to bring up your past. It's gone, it's over, it's done. It's been cast into the sea of God's forgetfulness. God has placed your sins behind his back. Those are all Old Testament sayings. Here in the New Testament, your sins have been washed away. Washed away, gone, gone, gone. Your past in the eyes of the Lord do not exist. I know you may remember what you did and everybody else may remember what you did, but in the eyes, in the mind, in the heart, of God, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No, that's not a fantasy. Your sins are gone. Gone. We have to understand what that means. When we are forgiven, we are forgiven. We hear the phrase always, forgive and forget. And it's very difficult for us to actually bring this about. We can forgive, but still our minds are still, we can still remember in the deep, dark recesses of our mind, we still remember. But God, but God, he forgives and it's gone, perfectly gone. You bring up your sin to God, but God, but God, don't you remember when, when what sin? It's gone. Why should you bring it up if he has cast it out of his heart and mind? It doesn't exist. Amen? Our sins are gone. This one thing I do, Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things 
which are before, I press toward, hallelujah, the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Amen. Listen, when you know your goal, you cannot fold. When you know your goal, listen, we are reaching forward. God's people are always to, <coughs> excuse me, God's people are always, <coughs> excuse me again, sorry. God's people are always to move forward. Forward. We are not a, a backpedaling people. Move forward. Move ahead. Amen. So we honor the Lord and bless him. That one thing, one thing, Jesus says one thing is needful. Stay right here. Stay right here. David says, one thing I've desired. The blind man said, one thing I know. Paul says, one thing I do. Once again, multidimensional, multifaceted, dynamic. One thing. What is the one thing that you need to do? If you don't know the Lord today, the one thing that is most needed for you is that you give your heart to Jesus Christ. If you don't know him today, if you cannot call him your savior, that's the one thing that is needful above all things, above all things. And that's where all, all of us we have, who have given our hearts to him, we know that. We've given our hearts to him and, and we've made that one thing a reality in our hearts and our, and our lives. But there are many who don't know him yet today. And that one thing is needful. Amen. And we need to pray for the salvation of those who don't know the Lord. Amen. I pray that you will take these words and make them a part of your life today and in the days to come. Amen. Make that one thing that Jesus spoke about. Get at his feet. Get at his feet. And hear his word. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you once again for giving us an opportunity to open up your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, where would we be without you, Lord Jesus? We honor you. We bless you. We praise you. Lord, we pray for those who don't know you, Lord. I pray that you will gather them, Lord Jesus. Bring conviction to every heart. Cause them to see your face, Lord. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless uh, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Excuse me. Excuse me. We know that his mercies endure forever. Amen. And we, we thank him now for these next few weeks. We're going to be delving more uh, into this dynamic of sitting at Jesus' feet, that good part, what it entails, what it's all about what it entails, rather, what it's all about, amen, and, and what are uh, the powerful results of placing ourselves at his feet. We'll get into it in the weeks to come, amen. Now, we pray that um, you will continue to follow this particular ministry. That's the word, ministries. Uh, follow us uh, on our social media uh, platforms. That is uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. You can also find us at uh, Instagram at RevMJ, also on Twitter at RevMJ. Uh, and uh, we pray that you will do so. You can also go to our YouTube channel, as we've said at the outset, 
uh, and uh, become a subscriber to our channel. Amen. Uh, we pray that uh, the Lord will direct you uh, to do as to hear the Lord. Amen. Hear the Lord and do what he says concerning this particular ministry. Amen. So we invite you uh, to join us uh, tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be here uh, once again <clears throat> with the Line by Line podcast. Amen. Uh, we are going to continue uh, in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter uh, number 13. Matthew chapter number 13, and in the Line by Line podcast, remember, uh, we are going through the Word of God one verse at a time, amen? And as we do this, we are making practical application along the way, amen? And so we honor the Lord, and we thank Him uh, for His Word. Uh, where would we be without the Word of God, amen? As we continue... Uh, during this week, uh, you can also join us on Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday night with the Bible speaks live. We're here, uh, once again with, with another practical, relevant and uncompromised word. Amen. From, uh, God, amen. Uh, we pray that, uh, once again, you will be encouraged and, and helped as, uh, these words go forward. That's at eight o'clock tomorrow night at seven o'clock and, uh, Monday night at eight at rather at seven. Let me get it right. Tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Tuesday night at eight o'clock. Amen. Uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night we have the cutting it right Bible study, and that is actually the first principles of uh, the Christian life. Life. You can join us also at eight o'clock uh, p.m. Uh, as we round out our series on prayer essentials. Amen. And so once again, our slate is full for the week, and we pray that you'll be able to continue to join us throughout the week. Uh, if you miss us, uh, you can catch the replay on social media, uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, and uh, we will be there, amen, with the Lord's help, amen. Uh, so we pray that you will continue to support us. Once again, shout out to those who do listen in uh, to uh, these podcasts uh, from around the world. Uh, on Spreaker.com, amen. We see you. We see you in Brazil and Australia uh, and Canada and, and, and all points in between. We see you and we thank you uh, for your support, amen. So this is Michael Jakes here. And once again, it's been a pleasure. And once again, thank you for being with us uh, today. And hopefully you can join us throughout the week uh, for another, uh, for more traveling uh, through the word of God, amen. Until then, this is me. That you, we will see you. Have a good day and God bless you. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool contours.com. That's cool contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting elite is FDA cleared to visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling.